I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Right, so I'm convinced that Raw and SmackDown must be being written by different people. I know that WWE has different writing teams for both, but they go in such different directions, I can't figure it out. And if you were looking for a wrestling show worthy of a post-mania kabam, well, you need to watch the latest episode of SmackDown. And we are going to talk about all of that and more, because my name is Simon Miller. Welcome to an episode of Ups and Downs, where we take the finger of power the fop, when we get the good bits and up and the bad bits down, and somehow get into this limbo position. I'll get myself back to center. But let's do it. Let's up those downs. Starting with a recap of the main event of WrestleMania 37 Night 2, and I can't tell a lie, I just love it. It was just over-the-top nonsense shenanigan fun. We also have a change on SmackDown because Corey Graves has been chucked over to Raw, and in his place is none other than Pat McAfee. And honestly, this dude, you can just put him in any kind of wrestling scenario, and he just gets it. I thought he did a terrific job, and he wound Michael Cole up all evening. I'm excited to see how he gets on going forward. Somebody from the main event was always going to start this week's episode of Smackdown though and of course it was Roman Reigns our tribal chief the head of the table and he is still such an ass up. The first thing he asked to do was for Paul Heyman to explain to everybody who Daniel Bryan was and who Edge was and he just ran down all their plaudits before saying and who beat them at Wrestlemania 37 that's right it was me it was I Roman Reigns they all fell to me which is why I am the greatest professional wrestler and human being that has ever stepped foot on this planet. Reigns then dropped that smash and stack and pin em line a couple of times. And while it does sound like some kind of advertising slogan for some brand new board game or some brand new toy, it's actually some cool thing he just comes out with. And fair play to the man. That's exactly what he did. Roman now believes that he will never be put in a triple threat match again because he just defeated a current Hall of Famer and a future Hall of Famer. And then just as he was about to leave, I got very excited out came Cesaro. Now it did get a little bit weird because Cesaro entered the ring when Roman Reigns and his posse just left. But do you know why our tribal chief did that? Because he refused to acknowledge Cesaro, even though he walks around the entire place going, acknowledge me, acknowledge me. The Swiss Superman did just stand there and if we had left it like that, I would have gone and done a frustrated tweet 
But we didn't. We zoomed backstage to Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville and Cesaro was there and he was like, nobody disrespects me like that. I just won at WrestleMania. I demand a match with Roman Reigns later on and I don't even give a hoot if the title is on the line. I enjoyed all this very much, Lee, because you had Adam Pearce and you had Cesaro and they're like the bald brothers, so I felt like I was being included. And while Adam didn't know what to do, Sonya Deville just intervened and she went, well, I'll go talk to Roman Reigns and we'll see if we can't solve something else. This was a great way to kick things off. We're starting a new feud. It's a match that I actually want to see. So it's a round of applause all around. Rey Mysterio versus Otis was next. What an unexpected treat. And yes, admittedly, all the tag teams on SmackDown just seem to be going round and round in circles. But if you are able to sports entertain me, well, I'm sports entertained. Otis was strong at first, including press slamming Ray, but then Mysterio started to use his speed and figured out that Otis must not have played the Arkham series of games because Otis ran at Ray at one point, Mysterio moved, and he went crashing into the turnbuckle. It happens every time. Otis then caught Ray Mysterio after a crossbody and slammed his ass, but when he went for his pattern and splash from the corner, he missed. That was a bit like somebody should ring Chad Gable and say your Alpha Academy needs to up its tuition. This left Ray to hit the 619 and even though Otis caught him again, he used the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll up, or in this case a crucifix, to get the one, two, three. I don't mind doing that finish when you've got super big guy versus super small guy. It makes all the sense in the world. Somebody give it a tick. And yes, I have absolutely no idea where this is going, but hopefully we find out soon. Tears then ran down my face. Because Kayla Braxton was interviewing Paul Heyman, and she was like, how are you going to respond to Sajaro's challenge? And she said it in a way that no one's ever spoken in the history of mankind. And Paul Heyman did all this speech, all this hype, and then said he will be having a main event against Jey Uso. I mean, poor, poor Jey Uso. He never catches a break. He is continually put in these positions where he's going to fail. But you know the deal. You know how it works. Roman Reigns is the main boss and Jey Uso is the sub-boss and you've got to get through the sub-boss to get to the main boss. And from nowhere, we got Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn round two. Now, far be it for me to criticize anything, but WWE, you really should have promoted this beforehand. Either way, up. It began with Zayn coming to the ring and he is just the most miserable man on the planet because he talked about everything that had happened at WrestleMania, including the fact that he could tell Logan Paul was a little bit off. And because he was off, it distracted Sami Zayn, which is why he was defeated. And I can completely believe that is true. If you are born into this world as a professional wrestler, as we've known, and as we have shown evidence to time and time again, you are very easily distracted. Because there's no toxic fans to do that to him again, though, he wants a rematch with Kevin Owens. So out KO came, and away they went. They just kicked the crap out of each other. And when Sami Zayn hit a sunset bomb onto KO, fair play to Pat McAfee. He sold this like he was a kid watching wrestling for the first time. He was astounded that anybody could do a maneuver like this, and it made me appreciate it even more. It's almost like that's what somebody on commentary should do. Owens then hit Sammy with a swanton and Zayn was in so much pain he rolled out the ring. But that was a stupid idea because one Kevin Owens tried to pop up power bomb him. And even when that failed, he just backbreakered instead. And I assumed from there we were going to build to the finish and I was half right. Because after Sammy had like poked Kevin Owens in the eye or something, he just left the ring, looked back at his former friend, said, see ya, see ya, and allowed himself 
to be counted out. It still didn't work as Kev went and grabbed him, brought him back in the squared circle and gave him a Stone Cold Stunner. And much like we've already said, I'm not 100% sure what we're doing next. If I'm completely honest, I would like them to somehow get on the same page and go on a tag team run. That would be quite hard to justify. So indeed, it's another wait and see moment, as I said before. I will watch these two fight over and over and over again. They are WWE's Batman and the Joker. We then found out who Dabakato is now, even though we're also meant to believe that he was never Dabakato. Hurts your brain now, doesn't it? He is now Commander Aziz, though, and Apollo Crews introduced him as a former Nigerian guard. But the issue is that he's not this. He is Dabakato. He is Baba Tunde. You can't just go and get a character we've already seen and then just freeze and be like, if we don't say anything, nobody will notice. We're geeks, WWE. We're nerds. We notice anything. And really, you're kind of insulting our intelligence. I don't mind if you want to come up with a backstory, but you at least have to say what he did before. Down. However, building up Apollo Crews with a whole new stable is a great idea because I have made my feelings on gang warfare very, very clear. You can never have enough groups. You can never have enough stables. You can never have enough factions. I think we should throw a couple of more people in there and ensure that Apollo Crews holds on to the IC title for a long ass time. So in that sense, this is fine. WWE then did exactly what they had to do to celebrate the fact that we have a brand new SmackDown Women's Champion in Bianca Belair. Up. The Street Profits were out first, because of course Montez Ford is the real life husband of Bianca Belair. And even though they promised to win the tag team's titles back in the next match, their main concern was to celebrate this important win at WrestleMania 37. By Jove, they did a good job. Because they ran this absolutely awesome video recapping it that you should go out of your way to see. And when we cut away from that, Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins actually look quite moved before they introduced Bianca Belair. And once again, it's just got to be instinctive. She knows exactly how to sell it. She knows exactly what kind of expression to put on her face and how to react. And you're just like, man, I like you so much. Please, please go on a glorious reign. Said that if you had asked her a year ago if this was going to be her future, she would have agreed with you because she's confident in herself. And while she respects Sasha Banks, she's also quietly pleased that she left a mark on the boss because of course she whipped her with her hair. They all then embraced as Belair told her man to go and win yet even more gold because that's how this family works. And this was just a lovely, heartwarming, satisfying segment that WWE and all wrestling promotions when they can should do more of. And once again, yes now, I want Bianca Belair to beat everybody until she eventually loses it herself. That's just how wrestling works. Sasha Banks was then in the back and she was about to be interviewed, but she was so mad and so livid, she just walked off. When we cut to Bailey, and Bailey was all like, well, I don't care about all this cheer when it comes to Bianca Belair. And given that I was the longest running SmackDown Women's Championship ever, I think I should now have a match with Bianca. And the only thing my brain could say, well, it said two things. It said, one, good, I like Bailey, she deserves something. But two, if you were planning to make her the number one contender, why didn't you give her a relatively big match on WrestleMania and let her win so you had the justification for doing so? We then had yet more bizarre rematches because it was the Street Profits taking on Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler for the tag team titles. And if I was one of the dirty dogs, I'd be like, I have beaten these guys over and over again. I did it last week. Why would we do a round 79? But it was actually very good. Up. The good guys ran wild early on, including this cool looking twisting splash corkscrew thingamajig from Angelo Dawkins. But do you know why he got off? Because he got distracted. A wrestler's kryptonite. It was Ziggles that did it. Robert Roode then hit a spine buster and just like that, 
the bad guys were back. Ford soon got the hot tag, which he finished off with this most ridiculous dive off the top rope and one of those ludicrous frog splashes that I honestly think I could watch until the day I die. And on my deathbed, I'm still gonna see it and go, wow, that is a magnificent man just flying through the sky. Sadly for him, Dolphy Boy broke it up at two. And there was more upset for Montez Ford because throughout all of this, he hadn't realized that Robert Roode had made the blind tag to Dolph Ziggler. So Ziggler got in there, he hit the zigzag, he pinned him for the one, two, three. I guess Montez Ford is in trouble when he gets home. He was told to bring home championships and instead he bringing home knives. I think WWE wanted to portray this as it was the Dirty Dogs being devious too, but I just sat there and went, no, what a well put together smart tag team. And to be honest with you, I have no idea who the hell they're gonna be fighting next. So in short, we do desperately need some new pairings to make this challenge but for what it was, it was good. We had the best segment of the night next because we were interviewing Cesaro and he said, look, I'm going to beat Jey Uso, but let's not make two mistakes about it. I do belong in the ring with Roman Reigns. And at that very moment, the camera cut to the Tribal Chiefs locker room and he had this look on his face like he'd just been told he had to be evicted from his house or that he was never going to have a chair at the head of the table again. It was just like, and it really made me laugh I flippin' love this maniac. He then told Jey Uso to take care of this fool later. Once again, my heart just bleeds for Jey Uso. He's never gonna be in a position to succeed. Okay, WWE, a letter. Dear WWE, please stop doing really short women tag team matches where they have no time to build. Also, please stop putting the same people against each other over and over because once more we had Natalia versus Shayna Baszler and even if you were trying to do something, you only gave them two minutes to achieve it. It's almost as if we should have had some brand new tag teams ready. For example, the Iconics, but for some reason, they're not around anymore. But you can't keep doing the same thing over and over and over. And you already know what the finish was. That's not a question either. It's a statement because it's just the same old, same old, especially when it comes to the women's tag team division. Because there was some kind of distraction on the apron between Nia Jax and Tamina. There is nobody meaner. So Shayna Baszler couldn't handle this. Natalia snuck up behind her and used the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up, to get the one, two, three and continue a feud that didn't need to be continued. Because yeah, now we have set up to do this tag team match again even though we had a very clean finish at WrestleMania. Down. That's also a distraction. Bring down the board. It moves up to 46. Jey Uso then promised to win his match against Cesaro and follow it up from his victory in the Battle Royal last week. And this was just tremendous. He looked in the camera and he said, Cesaro, how are you going to do your big swing if you haven't got any teeth? <laughs> like, Jay, I don't think the teeth are like a major tool in doing a giant swing. But psychopath Jey Uso is quickly and very fastly becoming one of my favorite wrestling characters. And sure, he was kind of right because he didn't lose per se, but he did lose. However, up. And why? Because once again, they kicked the crap out of each other, which seemed to be a theme of this evening. And Cesaro hit this crazy backbreaker at one point, and Jey Uso responded by going after the Swiss cyborg's arm. And why did he do that? Well, you can't do a big swing if you don't have this particular limb. And that rhymes, and now I'm happy. And it goes back to my earlier point. Why was Jey Uso talking about teeth? You should have been talking about this. Cesaro tried to dive off the apron at one point, but Jey Uso super kicked him right in the jaw 
Bradshaw and that was terrific. And then they were back in the ring and he was working over his arm. To the point, Cesaro tried to do the swing, but he wasn't able. But because he is the Swiss Superman, instead he climbed to the top rope and hit Jay with a top rope crossbody because Cesaro can literally do anything in a wrestling ring. His arm was a consistent problem though, so Uso really targeted in on this, but when he could sense the kill was coming to you, know what Cesaro did, he cartwheeled out of the way. So now he's just cartwheeling. Have you tried to cartwheel in this day and age? I bet you just fall right on your face. It's really, really hard. They were then just trading near falls all over the place. And when Cesaro fired up and started laying in these shots, I have never been behind a man more than I was Cesaro. And at that juncture, he grabbed Jay in the big swing and he was gonna give it to him. When from nowhere, out came Seth Rollins dressed like an ink blot and he caused the disqualification. Rollins walked away yelling, it's not over, only I say when it's over. And I cannot tell a lie, when this did happen, the noise I made was, man, because I really wanted to see a winner here. And I have no problems with the Seth Rollins-Cesaro feud continuing, especially for a point that I'll make in around about 72 seconds. But why couldn't he have attacked afterwards? I'm just kind of bored of disqualifications, especially when a match has already gone 10 minutes. And it didn't make me more mad at Seth, it just made me sad that we didn't get a winner and we didn't get a loser also bring down the DQ board it goes up to 20. So very sadly I do have to give that a down because I really do think you could have had Cesaro one in order to continue his momentum from Wrestlemania and then set Rollins down to do the beating but this could mean that we are going to get tribal chief Roman Reigns and completely off his nut Seth Rollins doing something to try and stop Cesaro and this is the kind of blood I need in my veins. And I don't even know what that means, but it did mean when SmackDown went off air, I was very, very excited about the future. Before we do leave it though, we do have to mention that throughout the whole evening, WWE made it very clear that they thought the UFO spot that Cesaro did at WrestleMania on Seth Rollins was the greatest WrestleMania spot ever. Now, they kind of overdid it a little bit, especially because in his match with Jey Uso, he didn't go for it once. Bless their hearts, it made me chuckle. But the SmackDown good times continue to roll. They just have good characters who execute their storyline so well. And that's why overall is getting it up. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.